Welcome to episode 60 of the Barbells and Briefcases podcast. I'm John Miller. You get me? Just me, solo today. Uh, it's about to be a crazy busy week, uh, the next couple weeks for me and the boys. So it's going to be a little harder to get us all in the studio all together. But at the same time, we can we committed to being more consistent and to putting out more consistent content this year. And so I am not going to miss a chance and miss an opportunity to talk to you guys and give you a little bit of value and to talk about some things that are very important and personal to me. So hope somebody gets something out of this and uh, hope maybe somebody will learn something or take something away from it. Um, today, the two big overarching topics that I wanted to talk about are obstacles and discipline. I've talked about this a few times on the podcast and on my social media over the the last year or so. But for those of you that don't know, you know, around this time last year was one of the hardest times of my life. It was also at the same time as one of the most transformative times of my life. Around the winter of 2020 going into 2021, I broke up with a girl. We were living together. We were engaged for a time. We've been together for about five years. So it was was a really, really tough, hard breakup. It was not my decision to break up, and I wanted to keep on working on things, so I was I was crushed. And then, to make things worse, a uh, lease on our apartment didn't run out for another three or four months, so January, February, and part of March in 2021, I was sleeping on our couch as we lived out the rest of our lease. Now, around that same time, I was still a personal trainer at Lifetime in Henderson, been and also at the same time I was building up my tech portfolio trying to get a job in tech I hadn't gotten anyone to say yes yet and I hadn't wasn't was just trying to get somebody anybody to take a chance on me so the combination of me dealing with the breakup and then dealing with uh, and devoting the amount of energy I was putting into the interview process and to try and get a job in this field it really took a toll on me I definitely wasn't performing at the level that I should have been as a trainer. And my boss, who I admire, who I admire a lot still, you know, he asked me to step down into a part-time role as I figured my shit out. Um, and the second week of March, all the tension in our household kind of came to a head. And middle of one night, middle of the night one night, while she was out, I packed up all my stuff and I moved out. It was a really hard decision, but it was something that I thought I had to do for me. I thought at this point, like with everything that I was going through with the the job hunt feeling like it wasn't going anywhere and my actual job being not being as proud of it as I once was and the relationship falling apart and me moving out, I thought at that point it was rock bottom. Like I moved out on a Friday night and a few days later, (laughs) my dad passed away and, and real rock bottom hit. Um... I could have let all of these things break me. These all could have been my excuses as to why I wasn't getting where I wanted to go and why I wasn't where I wanted to be. And I could have let them be my excuses as to why I failed. Luckily for me, around January 2021, all those nights when I was sleeping on the couch, about to go to sleep, uh, I started reading The Obstacles of the Way by Ryan Holiday. And that book, along with the, a lot of good friends in my life, allowed me to set my mindset to what it needed to be at a time so badly in my life when it seemed like all the walls 
were caving in around me. So in the midst of this just calamity of events, I was able to frame what was happening to me in my mind as becoming part of my story instead of part of my excuses. You know, they became the driving reasons for why I was going to succeed. I, I framed my breakup and the move out as an opportunity to focus on myself, and to learn things about myself and to learn to love myself again. I saw that demotion at work as my boss giving me a gift of time to focus on my true purpose and the career that I knew that I wanted. I saw every failed interview as a stepping stone and a learning opportunity as well as an opportunity to network and get information from people already in the field who are hiring. And I also looked at my dad's passing as a reminder that time is precious and uh, to love and appreciate those that were around me and those that chose to be in my life. I knew the only way that I was truly going to fail was if I stopped trying. So I committed to not giving up. And the further I got in the interview process, the further I got in each interview, the more confidence I gained. And I knew it was only a matter of time before I was going to have a breakthrough. Between the winter and spring of 2021, I probably applied for hundreds of tech jobs, hundreds, and may have only heard back from less than 5% of them. And that's including like decline letters and, and letters that I didn't get a job or I didn't get the position or I didn't even get moved forward in the interview process. But eventually I made the right connections and I found a company that was looking for junior developers and was willing to take a chance on someone with a non-traditional self-taught background and the rest is history. I have a career that I love, a bright future, a lifestyle right now that I that is something that I dreamed of and, and something that I dreamed of only a few, like a year or two before that, which is crazy. Now my story is just one example. The obstacles that I went through while they were, you know, hard and uh, trying for me are really, really minuscule when you put it into perspective of like what so many other people have to go through. But there are also so many other examples in history of people that came from humble or horrible backgrounds that overcame severe hardships, real disabilities, prejudice, and so many other things way worse than anything I could have imagined going through. Most people or a lot of people in everyday life use those similar circumstances as excuses. They label their setbacks as society or fate or the people around them holding them down and being the reasons why they don't succeed. But yet there's so, so, so many examples of people that used those circumstances as why they were going to. Like Jackie Robinson and Jesse Owens like overcame profound racism and prejudice to be two of the best athletes of their generation. Sylvester Stallone and Jim Carrey were homeless for times before, before finding their fame and fortune. Uh, in the 90s, when I was a kid, there was a pitcher named Jim Abbott who had one arm and was one of the best starting pitchers in the major leagues for many, many years. The point is, is that your obstacles and setbacks are not what define you. It's what you do with them and, and it's what you do with the, the hand that life deals you because setbacks and bad things and obstacles are constantly going to be in front of you and it's 
it's how you look at them and, and what you do with the, the present moment that defines you. And not only that, many, many, many of the obstacles that we deal with in everyday life aren't even of like the catastrophic variety. More often than not, they're slight inconveniences that allow us a window of or that small window of opportunity to just stop or quit or everyone's favorite thing to do is to put off put it off until tomorrow. And that's one of my favorites. I'll admit that. And that leads us into the second half of the success equation that I wanted to talk about today, and that was discipline. Now, it's easy to work on your goals when you're motivated. It's easy when you've just watched the perfect video on YouTube or the perfect, you know, Instagram reel that speaks to you and sets that fire inside of you. It's easy when you've been freshly wronged and you want to put those those haters and those doubters and everybody to shame. It's easy anytime you get that that jolt of enthusiasm to conquer the world and achieve everything you've set out to do. The problem with relying on motivation is that it's fleeting. Those feelings come and go easily. And there's a law of diminishing returns when it comes to relying on being motivated to accomplish things. The same videos, the same sayings, the same feelings that you feel, you know, as you go on that make you feel motivated to do something one day, you know, you'll need a little more or something a little different the next day. And, you know, getting out of bed one day because of those feelings might not get you out of bed the next day. So how do we keep moving towards our goals even when we don't feel like it? That, my friends, is called discipline. Discipline is the systems you put into place in your own life that dictate what you're going to do every day, whether you feel like it or not. It's the habits that you do without even thinking about them. The things that make you better, that you have ingrained into your routine, that get you to that point where you feel weird when you don't even do them. You feel weird when you don't do them. For me, when I was learning coding, it was setting aside the first few hours when I got home from work in the afternoons to, to practice, study, build things for my portfolio. Every day when I got home, I'd grab my laptop, go to my desk, and just put in that time until it was time to start making dinner. And that was my routine. I did that every single day that I worked. And then after I had built up my portfolio, I used that same time to and replaced it with putting in a certain amount of applications every day and preparing for interviews and building up my LinkedIn and networking with people in tech, making that type of thing, those types of things a priority, setting that time aside and, and really prioritizing it is why is a huge, huge reason why I got into tech. And the other big thing with me in discipline, uh, this might be a little obvious for for a lot of people is is my fitness obviously i'm running and owning barbells and briefcases i'm very very passionate about fitness and the gym and all things that have to do with working out but even i don't like working out every single day every every day every workout that i have planned i'm not excited to go i'm not always in the best mood and feel like going to the gym but working out is so ingrained in who I am 
and I've just been doing it so long that any day that goes by where I don't work out or at least do something physical, it feels wrong and it feels weird or like dirty to me. And the consistency of that habit is the reason why I'm able to, <laughs> where I've gotten to the point where I'm able to post as many thirst traps as I do on, on social media. You know, I don't have like a magic workout plan or a miracle diet or anything like that. It's there's no like secret to to where I've gotten to where I've gotten. I've just been working out damn near every single day for the last eight plus years. And when you do anything for that long, I know I've talked about this before. You do anything that long, you're going to get good at it. And if you're enjoying the process and if you're the process is part of your life, the results take care of themselves. So there was a U.S. Navy Admiral who wrote a, a book a few years ago. His name was William H. McRaven. And he had a famous saying that if you want to change the world, you start off by making your bed. Starting off your day with a positive task and accomplishing it and that getting into that task accomplishing mindset is definitely uh, an important step. And one that'll be like a tip that I give for today. So if you can start off your day by accomplishing a simple task, like making your bed, you're getting yourself in that mental state where you're showing yourself that you have the willpower to get things done, whether you want, whether you, you are motivated to or not. And, and it shows you that you have the willpower to get things done and makes you more likely to keep getting tasks done throughout the day. On the opposite end of the spectrum, Ryan Holiday, who I mentioned earlier, the author of uh, The Obstacle is the Way, has a similar but kind of opposite strategy. He says, do the hardest thing first, the first thing in the day. Whatever the most complex, time-consuming, stress-inducing, biggest task of your day, that's the one that you have to tackle. Do that first. The thought process behind this is that we all as humans have a tendency to avoid those difficult tasks. And if you can do the most ambiguous, longest timeline, riskiest task first, not only are you going to gain early momentum in your day that'll carry you throughout the day, you can also get early feedback and, and on the hardest thing that you had to do and be more informed so that later in the day on those easier tasks, you'll be better and more skilled and, and more apt to doing it because it's like, if I could do the hard thing, then the easy things are, I'm going to knock these out quick. Both of these strategies, you know, the, you know, knocking out a simple task first and also knocking out the hardest task first. Both of these are strategies that have proven to work for some people. I think a big key is figuring out yourself and knowing yourself and trying them out and seeing what works best for you because everybody's different. The other thing that, you know, maybe a, a strategy is to combine them you know after you do after you make your bed or do the the simple task that you do first in the morning when you get to work attack the biggest most dreadful task that you have to do at work that day a big point of all this is and a big point of all this is just to have a plan because if you make plans towards your mission if you make plans towards your day you're more likely to accomplish them you know, I planned on succeeding and getting into tech and to do doing all the things that I'm doing right now, even when I wasn't sure how I was going to get there. And nothing, definitely nothing happened as fast as I ever wanted it to. But I had processes in place 
that I knew worked and I trusted that process until it worked so hopefully something I said in the last 15-16 minutes uh, meant something to you hopefully it stuck and helps you get closer to the goals you want to accomplish and if you're still listening this far thank you from the bottom of my heart this is the longest and most personal essay that I've ever written out in an outline form and then decided to read as a podcast. Putting yourself out there is definitely intimidating, but whenever I do, I get nothing but great feedback from you guys. And so I'm very thankful for this community of supportive people that we've surrounded ourselves with. We plan on bringing in more guests later this year. We have some fun topics planned for in the next coming months and things like that. We plan on staying consistent continue to put out content even through these busy summer months. Thank you guys. I'm John Miller. I'll see you on the next one.